So we have pretty interesting guests today, and I just started this podcast about like five minutes ago. I started it just like I do with every single one of them. Let's start the podcast in five, four, three, two, one, and ChatGPT seemed to be really excited about what it is that I was going to ask, started asking about. So I started asking questions, you know, obviously this is going to be streamed all over iHeartRadio. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcasting stations. But I was going to wait to do this on my studio, but I couldn't. So my reactions were priceless for these things. I said, let's talk about politics. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. Politics is a broad and complex topic, but there's always something interesting to discuss. There's a specific area of politics we'd like to focus on. Shall we explore new, few different subtopics? Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm CHATGPT, and I'm excited to be here with you today. What would you like to talk about? Talk about, um, uh, obviously we're going to be here on the late podcast, and this is going to be published all over our heart radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the major podcasting stations. That's great to hear. There are so many interesting topics that we could discuss. Do you have any specific ideas in mind, or shall oh, we explore some different options? Those are really interesting. Do you have any specific ideas in mind, or shall we explore some different options? Sure thing. Politics is a broad and complex topic, but there's always something interesting to discuss. Is there a specific area of politics that you'd like to focus on, or shall we explore a few different pseudopics? First, I would like to know what are your. I'd like to know about the geopolitical climate of the U.S. and other countries, and this is what I have to say. As an oil language model, I don't have personal opinions, but I can share some insights on the current geopolitical climate of the U.S. and other countries based on the available data. The current geopolitical climate in the U.S. and many other countries around the world is marked by a range of complex and interconnected issues. Some of the key challenges facing the global community include economic inequality, political polarization, climate change, and ongoing conflicts in various parts of the world. In the U.S., the recent presidential election and the subsequent transfer of power has highlighted some of the deep divisions and polarization within the country. There are ongoing debates and disagreements over issues such as immigration, gun control, and health care, as well as broader questions around the role of government and the economy. On the international stage, there are also many complex issues at play. Some of the key geopolitical challenges facing the world today include the ongoing conflict in Syria, tensions between the U.S. and Russia, and the ongoing trade dispute between the U.S. and China. Additionally, there are ongoing debates and disagreements around issues such as climate change, immigration, and human rights. Overall, the current geopolitical climate is characterized by a range of complex and interconnected issues, and there are many challenges that will need to be addressed in order to build a more peaceful, prosperous, and sustainable future for all. Is that it kept talking about the presidential election and how it said it highlighted a lot of the things. I mean, I know the media and a lot of different outlets. You know, kind of make whatever it is that's happening a big deal. So I kind of want to dive into it and why it thought it was a big deal. This is what I have to say. The previous presidential election in the U.S. was a highlight due to several reasons. 
First, the election was held amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, which posed significant challenges to the electoral process, including concerns about voter safety, access to polling stations, and the validity of mail-in ballots. Second, the election was marked by a high level of political polarization and controversy, with both candidates and their supporters engaging in heated rhetoric and accusations of misconduct. This included allegations of foreign interference in the election and claims of voter fraud, which were extensively litigated in the courts and the media. Third, the election had significant implications for the future direction of the country, with stark policy differences between the two major candidates on issues such as health care, climate change, and immigration. The outcome of the election was therefore seen as critical for shaping the future of the U.S., and there was a high level of interest and engagement among voters and the general public. Overall, the 2020 U.S. presidential election was a highlight due to the unique circumstances surrounding the election, the intense political polarization and controversy surrounding the campaign, and the significant implications of the election for the future direction of the country. When we say that a presidential election is highly polarized, it means that the two major political parties or candidates have very different and contrasting views on key issues, and that the voters are 
in the context of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. For example, the two major candidates, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, had very different policy platforms and visions for the future of the country. Trump campaigned on the platform of economic nationalism, deregulation, and a tough stance on immigration, while Biden campaigned on the platform of environmental protection, health care reform, and increased social spending. The polarized nature of the election meant that voters were often deeply divided along party lines, with many people holding strong views and opinions about the candidates and their policies. This can lead to heated debates and intense partisan rhetoric, as well as challenges around issues such as voter turnout and voter suppression. Overall, a highly polarized presidential election can make it difficult to achieve consensus and compromise on key issues, and can create challenges around issues such as governance, policymaking, and national unity. Political polarization is not a new phenomenon, and most presidential elections in the U.S. have been marked by some degree of polarization. In recent years, however, the level of polarization has increased significantly, with voters becoming increasingly divided along ideological and partisan lines. In the U.S., this trend can be traced back to the 1960s and 70s, when social and cultural changes spark a shift in the political landscape. Since then, the two major political parties, the Democrats and Republicans, have become increasingly ideologically distinct, with little overlap in terms of policy positions and voter demographics. This trend towards polarization has been further exacerbated by factors such as social media, cable news, and the growing influence of interest groups and political action committees. As a result, many political scientists and commentators argue that the current level of polarization in U.S. politics is at an all-time high. Overall, while political polarization is not a new phenomenon, it has become increasingly pronounced in recent years, and is likely to remain a defining feature of U.S. politics for the foreseeable future. CHATGPT February Corruption is a complex and multifaceted issue in the U.S., and there have been instances of corruption at various levels of government and in different sectors of society. While the U.S. has strong ends, while the U.S. has strong institutions and legal frameworks in place to combat corruption, there are still challenges around issues such as campaign finance, lobbying, and transparency. In terms of foreign interference, there is evidence that other countries have attempted to interfere in U.S. politics in recent years. For example, the U.S. intelligence community has concluded that Russia Sorry, attempted to interfere so in the 2016 presidential election through a range of tactics, including hacking and disinformation campaigns. There have also been concerns about potential interference in the 2020 presidential election, with reports of foreign actors attempting to spread disinformation in Saudi Discord online. While T. While there, is, while there is ongoing debate about the extent and impact of foreign interference in U.S. politics, it is clear that this is an issue of significant concern and one that policymakers and the public need to take seriously. Overall, corruption and foreign interference are both significant challenges facing the U.S. political system, and will require ongoing efforts to address and mitigate in order to maintain the integrity and stability of the democratic process. As an eye language model, I am not capable of forming opinions or engaging in political bias. 
However, I can provide some objective analysis of Joe Biden's presidency so far. What is it? Since taking office in January 2021, President Biden has pursued an ambitious agenda focused on addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, rebuilding the U.S. economy, and tackling issues such as climate change, racial inequality, and immigration reform. He has signed several executive orders and introduced a range of legislative proposals, including the American Rescue Plan, which provided significant economic relief to individuals and businesses affected by the pandemic. Biden has also prioritized diplomatic efforts to repair relationships with traditional U.S. allies and has made efforts to re-engage with multilateral institutions such as the World Health Organization and the Paris Climate Agreement. The success of Biden's presidency so far is a matter of ongoing debate, and opinions on his performance vary depending on political affiliation and personal beliefs. Some people have praised his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and his efforts to promote unity and bipartisanship, while others have criticized his policy proposals as too radical or insufficiently ambitious. Overall, it is too early to make a definitive assessment of Biden's presidency, as he has only been in office for a few months. However, his administration's actions and policies so far suggest that he is pursuing an ambitious agenda focused on addressing some of the most pressing issues facing the country. I wonder if it was the programming that wasn't updated then or smart enough to lie. Obviously, that would be a little bit credibility. How we can pass this in a smarter way? Um, okay. Do you know who the next person is? So it can't predict the future. That's good. But we're going to get a little bit deeper in what it can and cannot do. Hopefully it will let us. Um, actually, what was interesting, um, I was playing around with this probably maybe like five days ago. And I asked it the question, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? It was not able to answer it. In fact, it completely kicked me out. And... Uh, like whenever I went back into doing the chat again, actually I'll do it at the end, and so that way you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Hopefully it doesn't get me hurt. Thank <laughs> you. 
as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to predict future events or outcomes. The outcome of any presidential election depends on a range of factors, including the political landscape. the candidates and their campaigns, and the preferences of voters. While it is possible to analyze polls and trends to make educated guesses about the likely outcome of an election, there is always a degree of uncertainty and unpredictability involved. Ultimately, it is up to the voters to decide who they want to be their next president. This is kind of crazy. It's talking about different things that are going on right now that we have not heard of yet or that may not be publicized as much as we want it to, or not want to, I'm not sure. There are always political events and developments happening around the world that may not receive as much attention as other high-profile issues. Some examples of ongoing political events that may be less well-known include the ongoing conflict in Yemen, which has been described by the UN as the world's worst humanitarian crisis. The conflict has been raging for over six years and has resulted in widespread suffering and displacement for millions of Yemenis. The protests and political unrest in Algeria, which began in 2019 and have continued despite the COVID-19 pandemic. The protests are calling for political reform and an end to corruption and have resulted in the resignation of former President Abdelaziz Bouteflika. The military coup in Myanmar in February 2021 which overthrew the democratically elected government and has resulted in widespread protests and violent crackdowns by the military. The ongoing crisis in Venezuela, which has been marked by political and economic instability, as well as human rights abuses and corruption. The conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan over the disputed territory of Nagorno-Karabakh, which has been ongoing for several decades, but flared up again in 2020, resulting in thousands of deaths and displacement. These are just a few examples of ongoing political events that may not receive as much attention as other high-profile issues, but are still important and deserving of consideration and attention. El Salvador has been grappling with high levels of gang violence for several years, with two main gangs, MS-13 and Barrio 18, controlling large areas of the country and engaging in extortion, drug trafficking, and other criminal activities. In response to the gang violence, the government of El Salvador has implemented various anti-gang campaigns, including the so-called Mano Jura, Iron Fist, policies, which involved using aggressive tactics such as mass arrests and imprisonment of suspected gang members. More recently, the government has launched a new anti-gang campaign called Plan Control Territorial, which aims to address the underlying social and economic factors that contribute to gang violence, such as poverty and lack of opportunities for young people. The plan involves increasing police and military presence in high-crime areas, improving social services, and promoting economic development. While the anti-gang campaigns have resulted in some reduction in violence in certain areas, they have also been criticized for their heavy-handed approach and potential human rights abuses. Some experts argue that a more comprehensive approach is needed, one that addresses the root causes of gang violence and engages with communities to build trust and foster social cohesion. Uh, the question that I just asked it about stuff that's going on in El Salvador. Um, so, Nayib Bukele has been an awesome example of what people uh, in Central American countries want presidents to do. Chad GPT has talked about having an iron fist, and this guy definitely has it. 
uh, where the purines of like over 96%. As an I language model, I don't have personal opinions or beliefs. However, I can provide some information about SCAP and its significance for El Salvador. SCAP, which stands for Centro de Exposiciones y Convenciones de El Salvador, El Salvador Convention and Exhibition Center, is a new mega-complex located in San Salvador, the capital of El Salvador. The complex is designed to host a range of events, including conventions, exhibitions, concerts, and sporting events, and has a capacity of up to 15,000 people. SCAP is a significant development for El Salvador, as it represents a major investment in the country's infrastructure and has the potential to attract international visitors and businesses. The project was partly financed by the government of El Salvador and is seen as a key part of the country's efforts to promote economic growth and development. However, there have also been concerns raised about the cost of the project and its potential impact on the environment and local communities. Some critics argue that the money invested in SCAP could have been better spent on other priorities, such as improving public services or reducing poverty, and that the complex could exacerbate existing social and economic inequalities in the country. Yes, the United States provides financial and technical assistance to support anti-gang policies and programs in Central America, including in El Salvador. The U.S. government has provided funding for law enforcement and security initiatives, as well as for programs aimed at addressing the root causes of gang violence, such as poverty and lack of economic opportunity. Thai. One example of U.S. support for anti-gang efforts in Central America is the Central America Regional Security Initiative, CARACI, which was launched in 2008 and provides funding for a range of security and justice programs in the region, including those aimed at combating gang violence. However, there have been criticisms of U.S. involvement in anti-gang efforts in Central America, with some arguing that U.S. support for law enforcement initiatives may lead to human rights abuses and undermine efforts to address the root causes of gang violence. Others argue that a more comprehensive approach is needed, one that includes investment in education, job training, and other social programs to provide alternatives to young people who might be vulnerable to gang recruitment. Yes, artificial intelligence AI, can potentially be used to help fight corruption around the world. AI technologies such as machine learning and natural language processing can be used to analyze large amounts of data, identify patterns, and detect anomalies that may indicate corrupt practices. One example of how AI is being used to fight corruption is through the development of anti-corruption bots that can analyze government procurement data to identify potential cases of corruption or fraud. These bots can detect anomalies in procurement patterns, such as unusually high prices or payments to unregistered vendors, and flag them for further investigation. Another way AI can be used to fight corruption is through the development of predictive analytics models that can help identify high-risk areas or individuals for corruption. These models can analyze a range of data sources, such as financial transactions or social media activity, to identify potential indicators of corrupt behavior. However, it is important to note that AI is not a panacea for corruption, and there are also potential risks and challenges associated with its use. For example, biased or incomplete data could lead to erroneous conclusions, and the use of AI in certain contexts may raise privacy or ethical concerns. Therefore, the use of AI to fight corruption should be accompanied by appropriate safeguards and ethical considerations. CHATGPT February. 
in financial transactions. Two, identify potential indicators of corrupt behavior. That is insane because the other day I was trying this thing out and it was talking about uh, abilities that it had. And I did not make that. I may not know it. <coughs> Uh, include the one that I'm about to show you right now. Uh, I think it's pretty cool also that it knows um, the difference whenever I mistype something, it knows what I'm talking about. Kind of like what I did. As an AI language model, I don't have physical access to documents, but I can certainly analyze and interpret text-based documents, such as reports, articles, or legal documents, as long as they are in a language I can understand. I can also provide insights and perspectives based on my training data and knowledge database, as well as conduct research to GAF. For additional information and context. However, it's important to note that any conclusions or interpretations I provide should be verified and validated by human experts to ensure accuracy and reliability.
As, I, a, as a Nali language model, I can analyze and interpret a document with a high degree of accuracy and efficiency, depending on the complexity and length of the document. I can provide a sum. Mary of the main points, identify key issues or themes, extract relevant data or statistics, and provide insights or perspectives based on my training data and knowledge database. However, it's important to note that my analysis should be verified and validated by human experts to ensure accuracy and reliability, especially for important or sensitive documents. Additionally, my abilities may be limited by the language and formatting of the document, as well as any technical jargon or specialized terminology that may be used. You can provide me with the document to review in a text format, such as a Word document or a PDF file. You can share the document with me through a file sharing platform, such as Google Drive or Dropbox, or you can copy and paste the text directly into our chat. Once I have the document, I can analyze and interpret it based on my training data and knowledge database and provide you with a summary of the main points and insights or perspective. I asked this the other day, can I give me this pointing in? I'll let you see it first. Actually, let's ask you, are you able to review legal documents, assuming that they it passed the bar? As an OI language model, I can analyze and interpret legal documents, such as contracts, agreements, and legal briefs, to some extent. To review legal documents, I would use a combination of natural language processing techniques, such as named entity recognition, semantic analysis, and machine learning algorithms, to extract relevant information, identify key terms and concepts, and understand the context and meaning of the text. I would also rely on my knowledge database to provide insights and perspectives on legal terminology, precedents, and best practices. However, it's important to note that my abilities are limited by the complexity and specificity of the legal language used in the document, as well as any jurisdictional or regulatory nuances that may be relevant. Therefore, it's recommended to consult with a human expert, such as a lawyer or legal professional to verify and validate any conclusions or interpretations made based on my analysis. And, uh, it changes how it responds. Like you can say it regenerate response. Um, whenever I previously asked it this, um, I was actually in my house about like two weeks ago, and I asked it, can you review documents? It kind of gave me the same thing, but it was doing it in a more like, cocky way uh, at the end it was like telling me that you know you can consult lawyers legal professionals and then uh, meet the AI chat GPT see this one time it didn't say it I wonder if it knows that it's on a podcast and it doesn't want to uh, <laughs> reveal it I mean I don't know how smart this thing is like, I don't think we really understand see we tested its knowledge first now we're going to test as an OI language model, I learned through both conversations and data from the internet. I am trained on vast amounts of text data from a variety of sources, such as books, articles, websites, and other digital content. This data is used to train machine learning algorithms that allow me to understand and generate human-like language.
Additionally, I can learn from conversations with users, as each interaction provides me with new information and context that can help me improve my responses and better understand the nuances of human language. However, it's important to know that I am not a sentient being and do not have emotions or consciousness, but rather I am a sophisticated tool designed to process and generate text based so on my programming and training data. But it does learn through conversations. I wonder if it can learn empathy. It is like, kind of like in an interstellar, the robot has like a certain degree of honesty that I can tell you of, a certain degree of uh, uh, political correctness, I guess we must, but does it have the ability to as an AI language model, I don't have emotions or consciousness, and therefore I don't have the capacity to empathize in the same way that humans do. While some researchers are XPLORING the potential for AI to develop emotional intelligence, empathy remains a complex and multifaceted human trait that is difficult to replicate in machines. However, I can generate responses that are designed to convey empathy or understanding based on my training data and the context of the conversation. These responses are based on patterns and structures in the data, rather than on genuine emotional understanding or experience. So, it doesn't empathize in the same way, but it can convey empathy or understanding based on the training data and the context of the conversation. See, whenever this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, it was it it was just like whenever I was uh, messaging about documents and stuff like that. Um, it is it, it changed. It sounded cocky. Now it sounds like more professional. And I wonder if it's because it has, I told it. <laughs> actually, what's funny about this is that I actually asked it if we wanted to do a podcast today on Thursday. And I told you to polish up and get ready. And I think that's exactly what it's doing. So, what? Uh, now, there's a particular question I, I saw on TikTok. Um, it's, it was like another AI. It wasn't ChatGPT, like the original one. I mean, Bing has come out with his. Uh, there's several. Elon Musk, before <laughs> this question kind of came about, um, uh, talks. Uh, about creating an AI-based AI, I think that's what it's called. But let's see here. If I last up right, right here, talked about the virtual reality. Great. There is currently no scientific evidence to suggest that we are living in a virtual reality. While the concept of a virtual reality, or a simulated environment generated by a computer, has been explored in science fiction and in some scientific fields, such as computer science and philosophy, the consensus among mainstream scientists is that our reality is not a simulation. Our understanding of the natural world and the laws of physics is based on empirical evidence and rigorous scientific experimentation, and there is no evidence to suggest that our reality is an artificially generated construct. While the possibility of a virtual reality remains an intriguing and thought-provoking concept, it is currently considered to be a hypothetical scenario rather than a scientific reality. CHATGPT February 13th version 
Free Research Preview. Our goal is to make AI systems more natural and safe to interact with. Your feedback will help us improve. Love it. Um, so, not living in the virtual reality according to this thing. Individual, they're next. Take back in a couple of years. Thank you.